Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. I've been having the best time in Montreal. I have found your crown and glory. I found your cat cafe. I, oh my God, I realise it makes me a total cat lady that I am so excited about the idea of paying money to pet cats in a cafe that are identical to the cats I could patch for free at my house. I have cats, but I just got really excited about the idea of touching ones that didn't belong to me. And then I was like, oh, I guess this is how affairs start. I've got this lovely one at home that adores me, but I just want to feel one that isn't mine. So I am a New Zealander, but I live in Australia because I enjoy hearing sheep jokes. And Australia's quite an interesting place. I got into an argument about immigration with an old white taxi driver the other day. He wasn't a fan. Uh, and I said, I'm an immigrant. And he went, well, why don't you go back to where you came from? And I said, I don't think you understand how taxis work. All right. 728. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Yeah, speaking of cats, uh, the makers of... Fancy Feast have come out with a cookbook for humans <laughs> to make dishes that taste like, I guess, what you feed your cat. Okay. Which we'll get into Ew, here shortly. Taste. Yeah, and if that doesn't tickle your fancy, there's a company looking to hire a Major League Baseball food tester to eat hot dogs and watch baseball. So if that sounds up your rally, we'll have the details here in a minute. It is Monday, the 12th of April of 2021. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Before we get to those food stories, there is this food story. Someone asked over 4,000 Americans today in their least favorite day of the week. And, yeah, Monday, it is Monday, in a landslide. Around one out of three people said they do not have a least favorite day. But uh, Monday is like the uh, 59% of people who have at least who have a least favorite day, said it is Monday, oh. which is why it helps that it's National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day because we are a country that loves its cheese. We can all at least still agree on that, can we? Yes, yep. we can. So this is a Monday holiday we can all get behind. Happy National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day. Uh, according to a survey in honor of the holiday, 87% of Americans say they like grilled cheese. And the top five cheeses we want on our grilled cheese sandwiches uh, number one, cheddar, followed by American, Swiss, provolone, and pepper jack. 
I like to do two cheeses. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy doing. So when I make a grilled cheese, I get the bread. I put butter on, like, one side of the bread and butter on the other side. What kind of bread do you use? So I use the flax and fiber bread. It's private selection. That's just what I buy for our family. It's so we Kroger use brand, that. Right? It is a Kroger brand, yeah. Flex, flax and fiber. Yes. All right. So that's the kind of bread, which is a little dense, you know, just because it's got, like, some healthy context to it. All right. But I like that. And then I put butter on the tops of each of them. And then when I put it in, I put it in open face. So both sides of the butter are down. And then I put one slice of cheese on one side and one slice of cheese on the other side. And then I put the lid on. And I cook that kind of slow until I see the cheese is bubbly and melting. And then I put it together. And then I just brown it. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the butter application to the bread. This is just cold bread out of the, no, you toast it first. No, I don't. But what I do is I will let the butter sit out for a little bit so that it's softer. I see. What now I'm just curious and I don't know if you've tried it this way. Have you ever like melted the butter in the skillet and then placed the bread on it that way? No, No? I don't like doing that either. Because I like I do put a little butter in there to kind of like lube things up before I put down my buttered bread. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't like I leave it sit out so it gets to room temp and it just slides on very smoothly. Let me throw a curveball in there. The boss one time showed me a trick when you don't have the uh, the the butter that's been sitting out so it's nice and spreadable. If you got the cold butter and it won't spread on your soft bread, mayonnaise. Yeah, mayo is another option. I've been doing that the last few times just. And it works well. Yeah, and it's got that's it's there's not a, a different taste, but there's maybe just a, zip of a something. little zip. Zing. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Also, I enjoy doing like one slice of like I this is how we make them. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. But we do white American cheddar and then pepper jack. And then if you want, like, extra zip, you can put some mustard down before you put down the cheese, and that kind of adds some extra zip. Yeah. But I like the spicy cheese with a classic. Now, what do you do in the event, like, uh, a craft single does not normally fit the size of it. It's usually too small. So do you use two? Do you cut them up a certain way to cover so full, I even do. coverage of the bread? I do. I don't overlap. So what I do is I'll put, like, a slice of cheese down, and then I'll, like, fold another one in half or fold it just to, like, fill in the part of the bread that's not. For even cheese for distribution. For even cheese. And then if, it, if I have, like, another slice, I'll just eat whatever's left over. Understood. And you... <laughs> you, you Keep That's it. how we make them at our house. <laughs> like that $5 bin, bin from Kroger, Murray's cheese area. Yeah. yeah. Like whatever is left over from the 
previous cheese board, like yeah. we didn't finish, I just slice it thin and make it into a sandwich. Yeah. There you go. Same. And what is the maximum amount of cheese slices you will use on said grilled cheese sandwich? I just do one slice on each piece of bread because I feel gotcha. like sometimes if it gets too thick, yeah, it just well, it doesn't melt it, it properly and melt. all that. Yeah, that's good to know. Fritch and I almost got in a fight earlier this morning because I, yeah. I, I feel that if it's a grilled cheese, that it has to be cut diagonal. And I said, right, like just down the middle. And we are not friends right now. Yeah. Uh, We're nor breaking should you the band be. up. That's, uh, yeah. It's for dipping. It's over. Hmm. It's over between us. <laughs> I right. also, like, I still can dip like that, Tim. It's possible. But I also am one of those purists that I don't, like, now I'm a non-purist. Like, I don't think you always have to have tomato soup. With no, a grilled cheese. You don't have to. Like, you could just throw down grilled cheese and chips, and it is, like, on. 100%. Yeah. And finally, grilled cheeses are our second favorite melted cheese food. Pizza came in first. Grilled cheese and mac and cheese tied for second. And cheeseburgers came in fourth. So you got some uh, incredibly stiff competition there. It is 734 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. Coming up at 740, we're going to call out another name to hopefully live free. Uh, if you hear your name, you got 10 minutes to call us back at 513-749-2320. Uh, if you do, within 10 minutes, you win $100. You're one step closer to winning the $25,000. And by the way, this is the last week to get in to win the 25 G. So make sure you're paying attention because if you missed out the first time, maybe we called out your name and you didn't hear it. We put your name back in the hat. It could come up again. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen this week. So make sure you're paying attention. In the meantime, 9 News consumer reporter John Mattarese joins us now live on the phone. So you don't waste your money. Hey, John. Good morning, Jeff. Are you going to whip me up some nice cat food for dinner today? Yeah, maybe. Fancy, fancy Feast. Fancy Feast is a cookbook for humans, and we're going to tell you all about it coming up. Oh, great, because my cats want to know about that, and that's just awesome, something I can eat, too. Yeah. But I did want to tell you about a different book, and this is an amazing new book about King's Island. Have you heard about this one? I put no. it up on our Facebook page over the weekend, John. I was so excited you were going to actually talk about this. It's on the Jeff and Jen Facebook page. Yeah, and this is amazing. It is, believe it or not, there's never been a history of Kings Island written, ever, ever. Think of all those years you worked there, Fritch. You know, there was <laughs> no, there was no history book. There's history books of Disney World, like millions of them, and there was no history ever written of Kings Island. So a 17-year-old kid who works there, he's worked the past two summers in their gift shop, said people would come into the gift shop and say, hi, hey, I'm buying a Kings Island t-shirt, I'm buying an Orion sweatshirt, and you have a book about the history of Kings Island. And he would say, no, we don't. And he says, after like the 10th person asked him that, he goes, that's it. I'm going to write one. So he actually is part of a school project. He's a senior up at Mason uh, High School. As a school project, he wrote a book, and not just a little kitty book, 300 pages wow. of the history of King's Island. And he's filling it with secrets, just stuff that, you know, and I know a lot about King's Island because I go there all the time, but I didn't know a lot of these things. One is that it was named by a 13-year-old girl. No, I didn't know that. Me either. No, they had a contest. Uh, they didn't know what to name it, so they had a naming contest for school children, and some junior high girl came up with Kings from Kings Mills, because that's where it was being built, right. an island from Coney Island, and huh. put it together as Kings Island. And she won, and I think she won, like, a free ticket, which at the time was like $6. 
Who knew? That's great. You would have thought you would have, you would have gotten like a, a gold pass for life. But yeah. I know. I was going to say, I think Royalty it's interesting also that it was $6 to get in. Like, how much was you it? You can't to... even buy a, a pop yeah. there yeah. for 6 bucks. Maybe not. <laughs> uh-huh. That's another thing. It was $6 admission. And at the time, Coney Island, which was before Kings Island, uh, you paid by the ride. It was old school. Where you went in, it was like a like a county fair. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool. On a ride, it was like 50 cents to go on the roller coaster. Wow. So Kings Island came up. They said, we're going to do it like Disney and charge you $6 a day to get in. And these people said, that's not going to work. No one in Cincinnati is going to pay $6 just to get into a theme park because people are used to going and just paying 50 cents for a ride. Right. Oh, and they well, did. I guess it worked. So that's one of the main, many um, uh, secrets in it. One is, and one more for you, Orion, the new roller coaster, you know, that we've talked about for two years now, that was originally supposed to go to a different theme park. It was planned for a different Cedar Fair theme park. Oh. But I'm not allowed to say which one because Evan Postigirl, he's the guy who, uh, who wrote the book. Evan said, please don't spoil that. Oh. You got to buy the book to find that out. It's going to be on sale at Kings Island this summer, Joseph Beth, and uh, it's going to be online. How exciting. Well. Yeah, that is really cool. I mean, if if you love Kings Island and if that's a part of your life, you know, your own history, think of how really cool. I mean, this is this book would be like a great gift for someone who's mm-hmm. super passionate and yeah. loved going there as a kid and Thrill even seekers. as an adult. Yeah. And- or, or especially like for your parents. You think back of your parents used to go there in the 70s and 80s. Right. You know, and it's like, what a great gift for mom for Mother's Day if she used to love going to Kings Island in the 70s. So uh, check it out. I've got the story on my John Mattery's Funny Facebook page with a link to where you can order the book and uh, lots more information. As I always say, guys, don't waste your money. That makes me want to pull up that uh, Brady Bunch episode where, that, <laughs> where they shot on location at Kings Island just to see the exteriors and see what it looked like back then. <laughs> yep. All right, buddy. Different place. Great talking to you. Good talking to you as well. 738, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102, uh, Paramount, which owned the Brady Bunch, also owned King. Remember back in the day, mm-hmm. we used to call it Paramount Kings Island. Yeah, I wonder when... if uh, Evan interviewed Uncle Joe, because whenever Uncle Joe, oh, who worked there for decades, has any so. stories about the secrets that went on there, they are... Juicies. Yeah, like what? Some, Can some you share no, any of them? <laughs> nope. I've been vaulted on that stuff. <laughs> like Lachey worked there. You Did know? Really? Yeah. He was a part of the, I think, the... Um, Entertainment? Yeah. You know when you would go into the amphitheater there? Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.